0: You're invited to our second annual Winter Women's Retreat, A Slumber Party. Did you know that Black women are often the gatekeepers and teachers of culture, memory, and legacy, particularly of the Black family? While on the journey to preparing for a love and life partner, and even more so if you're already partnered or married, I encourage Black women to create a community and cultivate sisterhood with other Black women first. We need each other. Retreat tickets are now available for the first 10 guests at MatchMerryMate.com. Join us in Asheville, North Carolina for a sacred and spiritual retreat with other Black women who know how to act. Hope to see you in the mountains. Greetings. You're listening to the Match, Mary, Mate show, where Black women learn how to get their love lives together. Here I guide you on your dating and relationship journey, empower you with feminine presence, power, and charm, teach you how to navigate and negotiate your needs and desires with men. I'm your host, your girl, Joyce Robinson Myers, and welcome to another episode, Lovebugs. We are continuing our Know Thyself series with an emphasis on our sacral root and our I feel affirmations. Today's show is titled, Your Vulnerability and Femininity, Another Personal womanly and relationship skill that goes a long way in relationships with groups of women and within romantic partnerships learning vulnerability in femininity isn't always easy especially when you've spent most of your life in a more masculine posture so i asked my guest and my client Shanice if she would be willing to share an active coaching session between her and I as a demonstration for you. She said yes, so she's gonna bless us with her vulnerability today. And then we'll transition into our interview where she's sharing her story and what it means to choose a partner again for the second time in the quote unquote right way. Maybe her insights can inspire you to know thyself with more vulnerability and femininity. But first, let's begin with the power of affirmation. We start every episode with an affirmation as a way to center self, listen to the body, and honor our spirit. Ask yourself, how are you today? What moods, feelings, or emotions come up? Use that energy to speak life, wholeness, and healing over yourself using the power of your own voice. Speak it into existence with an I or I feel. I feel vulnerable. I feel feminine. I feel like a new woman. Today, we are leaning into our vulnerability and femininity with Shanice. We're starting with the coaching session where she asked for support in being vulnerable with her then-fiance. She wanted to ensure her feminine approach, but she also needed support with holding a conversation in vulnerability with her partner. It's definitely easier said than done. And that's part of why we're ear hustling on me and her today. I want you to hear how hard it can be to bring yourself to soften walls, ease fears, and extend vulnerability, especially when the triggers that come up are scarily familiar. So let's give Shanice the same grace and compassion that we'd want, please. And let's applaud her for her bravery, because she did not have to share this session with us today, but she wants us to learn what we can from her. To clue you in, Shaunice and I started our chat with me asking if she had read a chapter I assigned for her to read. That chapter is coming from the book, Marriage Be Hard, by Kevin and Melissa Fredericks, better known as Kev on the Stage and Mrs. Kev on the Stage. Another note to add here is that at the time of me and Sharnice's session, she was religiously or ceremoniously engaged and undergoing marriage prep coaching with me. As such, I spent more time with her on some of the relational skills you'll hear us work through that I may not have invested just at a dating stage. I take this journey with her for lots of reasons, But a driving one is that the error and inexperience that was present ran the risk of souring or straining their relationship in ways that could cause too much damage. And of course, I didn't want that for her. Another reason is there is a masculine and feminine flow that just needs to be present to have good space and energy between a man and a woman. And that flow was being backed up and adding too much pressure to their connection, and I didn't want them to pop. So, for my fellas, men, there is a female nature you need to know in relating to women. And women, there is a male nature you need to know in relating to men. There are things that we can know and do to better relate to each other as people and as members of the same community. Much of my formal training in couples therapy is in the Gottman method by John and Julie Gottman. In their method, they have what's called a bid for connection. And I use that language in today's show to prompt Shanice to actually connect with her man and create intimacy and to not just be transactional and apologize. If you want a relationship that has true connection, health, depth, and intimacy, you're going to have to work for it. And that includes allowing yourself to be seen. And sometimes that means that you have to be the one to get emotionally naked first. Segment two opens with an interview between Shonice and I. She's given us more background and history into who she is and how she inherited her masculine dominant personality or more specifically, who she inherited from, and other dating decisions that are born in the shadow of who that man was. That's just her daddy. It's important that a daughter understands who her father is so she can protect herself from her affinity for him in her romantic relationships, particularly in the ways that she'd otherwise not want to choose or duplicate. Today, Shanice is happily married and she'll be back in season three with her husband to share an update on how she's enjoying being married and being a wife. She'll also be giving us the latest as a newlywed in wife school with me. As you know, I want to aid in the healing of gender relations between black women and black men because I am learning through my coaching practice that when we have the proper relationship education, it produces safer, happier, smarter, and more stable dating decisions. That does improve the quality of our relationships as we enter the dating market to match, marry, and mate. It is my hope that today's conversation provides some insight into vulnerability and femininity as a dating woman with some relationship education that helps you to navigate more compassionately, more wisely, and even strategically for your safety, happiness, and health. Because why y'all? Black love matters. And we are in much need of the Black family power restoration. Hey, Sharnice. So the lovely Sharnice is a client of mine. We do one-to-one work on marriage prep. She got a good man. I love to say that about my (laughs) (laughs) clients. I love her guy. Um, And we are working on being prepared for wifehood and marriage and the how femininity evolves and looks different as you make the transition from being someone's partner or girlfriend to um, going over to being like their fiance and also their husband. And so, Shanice has some self work to do, some homework to do, and she don't want to do it, y'all. So I'm It's not that I don't want to. I'm just struggling.
1: We're
0: we're working through. One of the the, the self work at hand was to um, communicate one of her fears that we wa- worked through, and Shanice was like, "Girl, what? <laughs> what was <the laughs> sent me? Like, yeah, anybody doing that?" So yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What? What you mean you're not doing? You're you're not gonna get vulnerable with your man about a real fear you got?" Y'all, she was sending me GIFs. And when Shawnee sent GIFs, that means she, she ain't even. She only here because she got to be here. So <laughs> that's, um, let's work through it. Now, now, what we struggling with? Yeah, like I put my little pinky toe in there. And
1: I confess to not supporting him um, in the way that he needed me to.
0: So mm. that's just an admission. But that's not you being vulnerable and sharing a real fear that you have about what's going on. OK. Okay, baby toe. So what are we doing? <laughs> Why, what are you struggling with? Because you, you said if I, I don't want to, I'm struggling. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, tell me where the friction is so I can help kind of break it up for you. Um, if
1: I'm going to admit that I'm wrong, I generally need to know how I can fix it. So I can say like, hey, you know, I was wrong with this. And from here on, this is how I plan to fix it. But I don't necessarily have that answer right now.
0: But, and it's not necessary. I need you to, um, did you buy the book or did you buy the audio? The Marriage Be Hard book that I told you to read. The audio. Okay, so you can't go like refer to it in the moment.
1: Because you don't have no. a copy. No, but I probably, re- I mean, him and I. No, girl, I'm going to go get it. Time, I, so. I, I
0: live in the library. I just go grab what <laughs> I need for y'all. Don't play. I was gonna have you get it if you had a hard copy, but oh, don't worry, she's turning pages. Let me ask you effective communication what's the threesome? What's the three stranded cord? Uh, Vulnerability. Um, Look at you starting with the one you need. (laughs) Uh,
1: Transparency. Um, I did take notes.
0: at my notes real quick yeah girl go grab your notes because if i feed y'all everything we don't we don't really let it stick i need you to work for it a little bit honesty vulnerability honesty and transparency Mhm. so we done done the honest and the transparent part so the vulnerability is next my love yay Oh, okay, so then I'm gonna slide over to page twenty three Communication is a team sport in which all players are required to read from the same handbook mm-hmm. And so the reason that I'm having you point this out is because i'm gonna i'm gonna have you pull it out of him too because both of y'all are both of y'all are guilty here. You didn't know any of that was going on like it wasn't presented to you in the depth that it actually is real all mm-hmm. right which which did aid in how you responded. I, I get that that's not I'm not going to sit here and blame him or say you're the reason that she did this because you got your own issues with it that still still triggered and would have presented even if he would have given you everything. However, y'all are not reading from the same handbook because he's giving you some filtered version and you over there sitting on your hands being being too afraid to even say what it is. What it right. really is because all of that behavior has motivations and we found out what the motivations were today when i was workshopping you through it and so now that has to be shared so we can be on the same hand but otherwise we're going to talk around it tell me what you are struggling with you do not have to fix anything to admit hey i am scared i didn't even say to admit you were wrong you said that i don't see any wrongness i see a present fear that your partner is unaware of, that is directly rooted in the issue. I
1: guess essentially I'm a, afraid of giving too much of myself, or what some people would say being used. But I think that fear still has stopped me from being there for him in the way that he needed me to be. You're right.
0: And this is the issue. It's half of the issue. But this, but this is your part of the issue. And it's his chief complaint. So how, how, how are we going to actually get to the root and begin to mend it if you are too afraid to say it?
1: I guess we're not. I need to say it. Uh... <sighs> Just say it to me. Say it to
0: me. I
1: don't know how to say it other than how I just said it. Like,
0: you know, no, like go, back, go back, go back to the text message where you listed them out, and I mm-hmm. said I want you to pick one of those fears,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: you started doing process of elimination and telling me the ones you won't go say. So pick that one and read it to me. Read the fears um, that I chose. The, the, the fear that you want to communicate. Go ahead and isolate the ones you don't, but choose the one you want.
1: Giving up too soon and missing
0: out on a good man. Is that the one? This up to you, which, which, which <laughs> one are you most comfortable sharing? Uh, they're all uncomfortable, but which one is more comfortable than, than the others? I'm the one that don't have nothing to do with me.
1: <laughs> the reason why I haven't shown up is because I was afraid of repeating old patterns and being used when he hasn't
0: shown up as that man. Bingo. That's the one. That's the one. You are treating him like he's done things he's never been guilty of in the entirety of your relationship. Mm -hmm. And he knows it, Shanice. He knows it and he's called you out on it. Mm -hmm. I know. And now you know it. So you have to be responsible with that information now and do what? What should we do now? That's a real question for you, Lev.
1: (laughs) I know. And and I'm thinking, like, if I have, like, it's not, fix it. Because that's my go-to. Like, okay, I'm just going to fix it. I know, but we're
0: getting out of the masculine. Our first session, I was like, well, what are your goals with this? (laughs) You were like, other than being married, girl, get me out my masculine. We, I feel like it's an exercise in this every session, which I'm fine because mm-hmm. it takes time to break it down. I'm not getting on you. I'm just saying that's how rooted it is in you. And we got to, mm-hmm. we, we have to work on it. So when you tell me, well, I want to fix it, great. I believe you, but that's masculine. So I'm throwing it back. I realize the part on his end, but the majority of the part on his end is circumstantial. It's not perpetual. For the most part, rise in you and you're gonna have to know, oh, make a better choice. And then the dynamic in general, but particularly in your relationship is, if you go masculine, then you leave him by default to go feminine. Then you're gonna be upset, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? Mm -hmm. So I know that we have rhetoric and refrain that preaches and teaches us that uh, men are leaders and initiators, and I'm not saying that they aren't, but some of the issue with that doctrine is that it has not considered timing, the wisdom behind timing more so, so that you understand when it's your role to lead and when it's his role to lead, believe it or not, both masculine and feminine lead they lead two different things but that exchange has to be there for there to be flow if you just sit back and let one person always be the initiator always be the the responder always be uh leading and taking charge or taking ownership taking accountability of everything first and always you see how lopsided a relationship can be like that Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Your side is this the emotional health, the emotional support. So now, you know this thing, you realize you have had enlightenment that, oh, man, I've been going about this not in the best way. It's been called out to me before by my partner a few times. But now I see it, see it. And so Mm -hmm. I'm responsible for leading the communication on this topic. So now how do we respond to that? And we're not gonna fix it because this isn't something that you fix. This is something that you give care to, right? So in our exchange today, did I fix anything for you? No. No, did I (laughs) care? Yes. Yes. Did it change anything? Did you feel better? Did you think differently? Did you understand something more? Definitely. Exactly. I didn't need to fix you or it. Mm-hmm. The, re- the relationship that exists between you and I with the issue that I saw at hand just required my care, my attention, my time. It didn't require me to fix anything. And this doesn't either. Okay. And actually, you bruise it more, understanding this and then going in for connection while you maintain masculine. It's like, well, you could you would have done better just being oblivious. He could have handled that better.
1: Mm.
0: So how are we going to lead this? How are you going to communicate this to your partner without fixing it?
1: Do I... I mean, I apologize, do I, but I I guess, do
0: I just kind of elaborate on what has been discovered? Can you go back and tell me when I asked you to go choose a fear? And he was like, actually, it's not even that anymore. It's this. What was that? Can you give me that language again? I haven't
1: been, I've been treating him in the way that he doesn't deserve. Um, I've been treating him as if he's I guess, my ex, essentially.
0: Yeah, that's really what it is. But it's coming from this fear of being not being to be used. It is important that you communicate the motivation behind the behavior, not to excuse it, but for someone to understand you better and, and hopefully give you grace. It's not like you're going to be perfect in this. You're just having an aha today, right? Mm-hmm. This is not an apology well Warren, you've already apologized so you don't need to do it twice mm-hmm. this is a matter of making a connection or maintaining the momentum of intimacy understanding an issue in your own behavior that doesn't take apology necessarily it can and you, but you've done it already anyway it just takes Care. It takes a bid for a connection. And you can do this, Shani. So, how will you bring this up to him? How will you let him know that you now know this about yourself? I can just,
1: I, I feel like my response is so elementary, but just simply stating like I was afraid of repeating old habits uh, and being used that I wasn't showing up how I should.
0: Yeah. And I just want to share that. You have enlightenment about your own behavior in a way that you can see isn't fair, isn't appropriate. And then in that can actually see why he might be saying some of the stuff that he was saying about you. And then in that, you went all the way back to an early memory and was like, dang, he brought this up earlier and I fought him. Yeah, so it's less about an apology at this point and just more about sharing your awareness like that. I see myself and thank you for seeing me because mm-hmm. literally it took him seeing you so that you could see yourself, which is <laughs> the blessing and burden of relationship. <laughs> OK, so let's role play it out the motivation behind that was your fear of not wanting to be used. Yes. Yes. Okay. You've already been honest about this. You've already been transparent about that. That was your apology. Now it's time to be vulnerable about that. If transparency allows you to recognize the issue, that was your apology. Vulnerability allows you to share it. This is the scary part. People are like, all right, I'll figure out how to be honest because, you know, I like honesty. That's just a moral code. And then people figure out how to be transparent because you got to go, okay, I, I don't want to hold on to the guilt of not apologizing. But th- people fight when it comes time for the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. They do, right, like, and I get it, I get why it's like, girl, you' pushing me out on the limb, I know it' better be a soft landing down there, like i I get it, but mm-hmm. how how will the relationship grow past this point of fracture without it Right, right, you'll be in the loop of the same argument, which you have been since this event happened, and I, I think the real
1: issue with me being vulnerable is i I don't. I feel like I don't know how.
0: Like, you, even when I attempt
1: to, and it's like, eh, almost. But not
0: not really. Yeah, but you just did it. You literally just did it. I mean, it took 15 minutes, but you did <laughs> <laughs> You wasn't doing it at first, <laughs> but you did do it. Will you be amazing at it? No. Can you feel like, uh, eh, sure, because it's brand new to you. Mm-hmm. It's brand new, I'm teaching my teenager how to drive. You think he gets in the car and drive like he has 30 years of driving experience? Nope. No, he gets in the car and hits potholes and don't quite stop at stop signs and cut people off. And I'd be like, sir, what is going on? Cause he doesn't know what he's doing. He, he, he's a baby in it, just like how you were a baby in this. But guess what? He's never gonna learn how to drive if he doesn't get in the car and start doing as uh, green and as rough and ragged as it looks, right? So we buy a sign and the sign on the back of the car says student driver. And you should see how people part the Red Sea and get out his way when they finally read the sign and see it because they know he'll know what he's doing. That's the same thing when you share with your partner. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know student driver is on the, is on the back of this issue. And that's the, that's the second layer why vulnerability is rough. First, you got to say why this is an issue for you, right? Oh, I've been used before. I don't want that. And then you got to deal with the fact that you, you're not going to be good at whatever it was that you just recently learned about yourself. But if you want to get good at vulnerability, we have to practice vulnerability. I promise you ain't going to get good at it not doing it. So it's okay that you make an attempt to do that and you don't feel so fulfilled and accomplished in a vulnerability attempt. You probably won't, but that's what has to be done in order to get there at some point. And this is your person. So why not? If anybody is supposed to be able to see you like this, should it not be him? Right. Right. So that's practice.
1: So you know, I've been conversing with Joyce, and I've realized that you bring me up
0: like that. Yeah, (laughs) I mean to take you off your mojo. That tickled me. I'm sorry. Um, yeah.
1: So I'd say you know, I've been conversing with Joyce, and I've realized that um something you said in the past. Um, how it's actually showing up for me and I have been afraid of being used and so I haven't been you know showing up for you in the way that you need me to be what, what's
0: that way Sharnice? I haven't
1: been supporting
0: um that's all I know I don't like that. Not in the way that you need me to be. It's a it's a connection, so it's it's important that you actually say what is going on and not talk around it.
1: And I guess that's the that's the fixing it part, like, because although I know that I haven't been, I don't necessarily know how to show up now after realizing that I haven't been showing up how he needs me to.
0: What a beautiful question. How do I show up? Not how do I fix.
1: We were texting. I would send you a gift right now because my mouth is like on the floor.
0: (laughs) You and them gifts. What a beautiful question. And then y'all can start to co-create what that will be because you need your partner to understand how to fully show up for him. You also need you because you have to do the work, but he has to be on the receiving end of the work. And there is no way to know that the work that you're doing is gonna be well received on the partner without y'all having the conversation about what that should look like. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So you're inserting what it is. You said you were gonna insert the, um, the support. And now the next piece is the why. Why have you been like that? What's going on with you?
1: Um, the I've been conversing with Joyce and something you said previously, I've come to realize that it is true and that I am afraid of being used. And so I haven't been showing up for you in the way that you need me to. Um, you,
0: you reversed it. You reversed it. You went into the why before you stated what it was. Okay. So So should I say
1: first, like I haven't shown up in the way that you needed me to because
0: I was afraid. Oh yes, but what is the way? What is the way that you need him to? See, you went back to talking around it instead of getting right to it. And what is that way that he needs you to?
1: I think that's just the question I, I need to ask him, like how? How can I
0: show up for you? No, 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 and no, no. no. This is a, that. No, 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 no. You're talking around, Shanice. This is this. That part is not the action. This is the the identification and the naming. So I can say to you, Shanice, I realize that I haven't been doing what it is that you need me to. Or I can say, Shanice, I realize that me not picking up the phone for your calls is exactly what you meant when you said, I, I don't show up for you. But do you see how I actually named it? I'm not talking around it. Mm-hmm. So so what has, you already said it earlier, but you, you reverted back to the old way. So I'm trying to get you back. What has he been saying? Cause he hasn't been saying, you don't show up for me the way I need you to. He's been very specific in the in the thing that he feels like is underdeveloped or falling flat or missing. Believing in him? Oh, well, there goes one. <laughs> he said more than that, but I'll just take I'll just take that one right now. Okay. So now run it back. And you've gotta state what it is first. Otherwise, because that's just like that's just like me giving an apology and saying, well, I'm sorry if I was mean to you. Like, well, what you mean is like you either were or you weren't, you either understand that already or you don't. And it's the same thing here with an with the um, bid for connection through vulnerability. If you just say, well, I haven't been showing up the way you need me to like, well, what's need me to, I have to understand that you actually understand what you haven't been doing. Otherwise, what are we talking about? Okay. Okay, so play it back and insert the thing that has been missing. Full vulnerability. That's first. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, So I've been talking to Joyce and realized that something you said previously is true. Um, I haven't been believing in you um, because I was a... of being used I haven't I mean
0: what you mean girl
1: although I do feel like he has told me like what he needs I feel like I have been doing it but it has been falling short and I don't know if that's because maybe I was stopping myself from fully doing it because it's like okay this is how much I'm willing to give Um versus how much he
0: needs? Yes. Yes. You'd be walking yourself right into it. Okay. And if this is just the guy that you're dating, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But this is the man you have pegged for being your husband. Okay. And your goals, I'm not even talking about the relationship right now. I'm just talking about you. Your goals are: I want to know how to operate. More am I feminine with a man? Any man, right? But particularly this one, because this one, yours. I want (laughs) to understand how to be prepared for walking into my office as a wife. I want to understand and make sure I can perform the level of support and emotional intimacy and comfort that a a husband is going to need out of a marriage. Them, Them the, three goals I can quote. I don't even have to go look at the paper. And if I go get your paper, I probably will say a few more. The work that I'm talking about right now is just work that Shanice said she wanted to do. I, we haven't even really gone into relationship work yet. This is just Shanice mm-hmm. wanting to be a better woman. Shanice wanting to be more feminine. Shanice wanting to own the spiritual and emotional and psychological energy of her union. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so run it back, girl. <laughs> Let's okay. do this.
1: Um, so I've talked to Joyce, and you know, we've discovered that something you said previously. Um, I have been falling short, I haven't been supporting you and believing
0: in you like you need me to because I've been afraid of being used. Okay, pause. So, okay. when you say the support and the believing in you. I don't want you to go immediately into the because. Let it, okay. let it rest a little bit and let him respond. That'll probably break a lot of energy up right there. And I, want, I don't want you to rush through that. Okay. Just, just give it its own beat. If you feel like you need to say something because the beat is starting to get awkward, just say, and I just wanted to sit with that. I okay. just wanted us to have a moment with that. You remember, you have to lead this emotional energy. Once a man commits to you, the yielding for him is under your emotional office, just like yours is under his financial office. Among other things, I'm just talking about the key player, the the large Mm -hmm. bucket right here. I'm not Mm -hmm. reducing it down to those two things. Okay, so you're going to have to run that process. So give that beat and, and then go into... I realized that that was happening because... Okay, go ahead, pick up.
1: I realized that was happening because I was afraid of repeating old habits and being
0: used. Take a beat, let him respond to that. He might not have anything. He may, but you got to give the beat to know. Okay, and then you go into... The why, it's like a why and a release at the same time. Because essentially when you behave in that way, and I'm not charging you, but when you behave in that way, you're holding someone as if they did something that they did not do.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right? Your, your, Your emotional palate doesn't know the difference. It just knows that we have using in our register. Right, you have to tell the emotion. Yes, we do, but not this guy. And if you don't do that, your emotion reads it all the same. That hasn't been fair for you because you've never treated me like that.
1: Okay,
0: is the sentence accurate? Because because never is a whole is a bold use of word choice. So I want to make sure it's accurate. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you've never treated me like that. And then I want you to insert what it is that you need. What I need? Mm-hmm. You're going to be different now. But you're going to need something to help to help you with that leaf turning over. Maybe some grace, maybe some patience, maybe a reminder, maybe someone telling you that you're doing it right now. I don't know. What do you need in this area? I need all that. <laughs> what well, girl, ask for it.
1: is patience. Okay. Would it be fair to ask for guidance, even?
0: Yeah, but talk. Get. Give me more. What kind of guidance? If
1: I'm not quote unquote doing it right, or if there's something that he needs that I'm missing, his guidance in, in that sense.
0: Yes. And that's how we're going to turn the conversation around and, and ask the same of him. He may already get there before, before you do, which will be even better, because I would love to see the connection met with a heightened connection on the other side. But whether he does or doesn't. Right. Exactly. But what I need from you is, of course, grace and patience as I attempt to do new things that I've never done with you. I I need your hand. You have to gently and, and honestly and fairly let me know what's going on with you. So it's less guidance like, let me know if I'm doing it right because you don't need him to tell you if you're doing it right. But a, a lot of why the ball was dropped in the area. Yes, your own triggers and fears that we just talked about, that's very real and I'm not excusing that. But a lot of what happened is you don't have a good read on what's happening Mm -hmm. on his side of the fence because he is communicating it to you, but he's highly padding and filtering it. So you miss the cues for the level of support and softness you need to give when he filters and pads that way. And because this is brand new to you, you're definitely going to miss the cues if the person is not being as equally vulnerable on their side as well. Right. Because it's not like you know how to look, it's not like you know how to identify this stuff in between the lines yet. Mm -hmm.
1: So I guess asking for the honesty and transparency from him when it
0: comes to this. Yeah. So I want you to connect it, but I don't want you to correlate it. I I don't want it to be because you don't do this. This is why Mm -hmm. this. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. And I don't want it Mm -hmm. to be, and I need you to do this so I can do that. You gotta be, you gotta be careful. Okay. Okay. Because then the act of vulnerability looks—it doesn't look authentic anymore. It looks like you're only doing it to gain something, and that's not why. But, but I am sharing this act of vulnerability to create intimacy with you, but to also release you of stuff that is not even on you, and to tell you, like, I, I see me better now through you. But however, it is a relationship. It is an exchange. So I have to be able to read that on your side, which means you do have to be sharing with me because that text message that you got, well, all of that, that's not the way you should have to find out those things. Now I appreciate his share and I appreciate like that he shared in a a bid for connection as well. He didn't say that to you to make excuses for his behavior. He didn't say that to you to try to put a Band-Aid on us. This is messy. I don't even know that we know what we're doing. But I do know that if you understood what I was saying, you wouldn't have asked this of me in this moment. And, and that is real. And yeah. that's what you're coming back to address. But you shouldn't have had to find out those things in that way either. That should have been him leading the charge and saying, babe, I need to sit down and let you know I'm drowning. I need this so that I can maneuver like this and get us back to this. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And that's on him. I'm not, I'm not going to ever have you do anybody else's work. But I am going to have you do your work and extend your hand in the middle for your partner. And he always grabs your hand so this isn't even as scary as you're making it seem. I
1: didn't try not to
0: cry three times on this call, Joyce. Girl, (laughs) cry. You're gonna have to just be okay. Okay. So that's the conversation to have. Okay, there's a second one to have, but I need to hear how this one goes and then I'll I'll read you in on the second one. Cause Mr. gotta do his work too, and we're gonna turn that around so he can. But this part, this one isn't about him. This one is about you, and it's about the emotionality and he called you out, and it's true, and so I need you to own it, and I need you to treat it. Yes, ma'am. Okay, go be great. Go be a good woman and a good partner, and give me an update when you have it. All right, thank you so much. You are very welcome. (laughs) Love Bucks, let's take a small break and transition from this coaching session to the interview that's coming up. I'll be right back in a moment. See you soon are you looking to get your love life together you're tired of not having the tools or community you need to navigate these dating and relationship streets well honey let's take some accountability do our work and be in the place to reap all the benefits I invite you to become a Love Lady member and officially join the Match Mary Mate community. You can choose your specific dating and relationship package to work with me. You'll have access to digital resources, video trainings, coaching content, course materials, and even the opportunity to live stream with me with certain packages. If this sounds like something you want, be sure to join today because I'd love to have you visit coachjoyce.com to get started. I want to see your face in the play. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, love bugs. Did you know that I offer free coaching every Monday on the Match Mary Maid Clubhouse stage? Have a topic you want to discuss or a question you want to ask me? Meet me on the stage and we will unpack it together. I'm there every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hope to hear from you soon. Now let's get back to the show. I am in the studio with a client of mine, one of my faves, uh, Shanice. She currently lives in Phoenix, Arizona. She has a business degree in business administration and serves as a registered nurse. She was once married, not for nine years. Ooh, we know those stories. In that first life (laughs) and that relationship produced two girls, an 11-year-old gymnast and an almost nine-year-old triple threat performer. Shanice has since remarried and attempted to live her best life to fund her soft girl era. Why is that so you? Welcome, Shanice. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Audience, I was introduced to Shanice about, oh my goodness, it's been almost a year. I feel like you reached out to me in July, August? I think June or July, yes, around the same time. Whatever. Oh, listen, not you saying June, July and me saying July, August. Whatever. <laughs> Summer 2022. <laughs> okay. Listen, the email chain alone, it was very indicative of your personality as I've gotten to um, relate to you and work with you in the past year very straightforward, Barry. this is my issue. Can you help me with this issue? I believe you can. Here's why I think you can. Here's what I'm looking for. When do we get started? I was like, <laughs> oh, this girl got her stuff together. She and I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I usually have to help women figure out what they want so I can figure out how to help them. And you did me a solid. You already was like, listen, I know where I'm lacking. I know where I, Could use some support in my relationship skills in relating to men at the time you have been talking to a gentleman for a little while I believe almost a year, I would like to start. um, engagement prep making the transition between being exclusive and being engaged and then later on um, being married and i'm like sure I can absolutely help you with that. And most of the work you wanted to focus on and and it was actually what came to surface when we got started was. femininity and masculinity lessons femininity lessons for you obviously still masculinity lessons because everybody possesses them both, but you felt you had an over identification with the masculine so we leaned more into the feminine and then ways that you could show up as a woman that would kind of beckon more masculine energy out of your partner. And I have a good amount of women who come to me where they were raised by men, usually their fathers, sometimes an uncle or a grandfather, but they were raised by men. And while I would definitely say I get a lot of masculine energy or women wanting to work out their masculine energy, regardless of their regardless of their upbringing, two parents, a mother, a father, or some other combo. But I think I have found that my clients who were raised by men, particularly their fathers, they are aware of it and wanna do something about it, like very intentionally, which is how you came to me. So give us some background into your nuclear family who raised you, siblings you were raised with, and then just some major lessons that you learned about men or relationships during childhood.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, so I was raised by my mom until I was 10, which surprisingly, um, um, she did become pregnant when I was five or six and she ended up losing her, um, son, which drastically changed her. Um, she she essentially kind of checked out. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of time with my grandparents from that point, um, my mother's side and my father's side. My father was in the military and at that time he was still overseas in Spain where I was born. At that time, it was actually, I was surrounded by women. I had my grandmother, uh, maternal grandmother, my maternal grandfather, but then on my father's side, it was just his grandmother and sister. And so when I was 11, I was able to decide that I wanted to live with my father. <laughs> and that drastically changed, you know, the dynamics. It went from, you know, all women and in, in one man to all men and I was the only woman. Um, my dad had a, a son as well. So just me with the um feminine energy. Essentially I was raised like to be a boy, to be a man. Because mm-hmm. uh, of that, because it was just easier, raise everybody the same. Yes. Yeah, so, my uncle, well, he was married um, to a woman who was not very active in the family. So my uncle was, he was the breadwinner. He also was the baseball dad. He was the coach, and so yeah, you know, I learned a lot from his relationship. Um, in the aspect of you know what a good active father would be and obviously my dad as well he you know was a single father he dated oh did he date um (laughs) (laughs) you know the women that he dated they were they needed help to to be nice they you know he put a couple of women through college um built a couple of bodies um so yeah he, he he was always respectful towards them um But even I, at a young age, kind of realized that there was a disconnect as far as what they were bringing and what he was bringing and giving to the relationship. But I don't know, you know, my dad was my dad and my uncle, very chivalrous providers for sure and and active in their family. We're really big on family. Um, We've since then all moved from Florida to Arizona and we still, you know, we meet once a month and have brunch. We go, um, my dad has purchased the boat, so we go out on the lake, you know, and spend the whole
0: day together. I love to hear how big family is, like in your family dynamic, and how you still participate in that as an adult, being raised by men, being raised by black men. That's good to hear that black men have a strong identity and connection to family, that they were able to teach it and pass it down. To their their children or their niece, mm-hmm. so that's really good to hear. Usually, you get those types of stories when it's a lot of women. But shout out to your daddy and uncle for that one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You know, I gotta give black men their credit when they come through because we we don't have no problem calling out when they're not <laughs> together, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. we got to be consistent and give them their flowers when they are due. Any major lessons? you feel like you learned about men especially as you made the transition either into adolescence or out of adolescence and into adulthood like this is my frame this is my worldview this is what I know or believe about men or about relationships?
1: I I started obviously started dating when I was with my dad and a teenager and there was this one guy he was so annoying and he just he would not leave me alone and like to the point where I, now that I think about it I was like this dude kind of stalks me but <laughs> he would walk to work and he would take the long way to go past my house or one time um we went to church together and one time he was like oh what what um electives are you taking because he was two years older than me how'd he end up in my art class girl no yes and so I you know I'm telling my dad about it and I was like but he's so annoying but I was like well, you guys will he's like, y'all, you you two will end up together if he's persistent enough. And if he he's like, enough time equates to you guys. He'll get to know you, you'll get to know him, whatever. And I was just like, No, he's so good. First boyfriend, right there.
0: When I was making the transition into high school specifically, my mom pulled me aside, this is a Marieism for the room. <laughs> and she said, I want you to be very mindful who you even allow yourself to talk to, because if you talk to them long enough, you'll like them. If you like them long enough, you'll love them. Mm-hmm. If you love them long enough, you will sleep with them. You sleep with them long enough, now there go a whole baby, and there go your little girl. Right? <laughs> she. When I was like fifteen, I was like, "Dang, I got a really long tail on it," but. My my grown age today, I'm like, yo, that's that's actually the blueprint. Yes, for sure. And it translates now to
1: well, people are like, oh, you don't choose who you love. No, you absolutely do. Mm-hmm. When you give somebody your time, it translates exactly into that. It's like you decide to spend time with that person to get to know them, and then you know when you start having feelings, and then <laughs> <laughs> you, then you you decide okay, do I want to continue to be around this person and let these feelings grow? Or you can cut it off before you get too deep. But yeah, yeah you, you can choose who you love. I don't know if he necessarily meant to teach me that, but he definitely did teach me that. Yeah. Um, he also taught me that there are men out there who are willing to do for you.
0: Yes, they are, honey.
1: I, I don't think that my dad intentionally taught me much, you know, as far especially when it comes to relationships. Um he just was trying to be a provider and protector and he did it well. I don't I don't necessarily think that he, you know, sat down and was like, oh, I had to teach her this gym and teach her that gym. And, but he did just by the actions that he he has and has exhibited um, while I grew up. He also taught me how to build a fountain, put up a wall,
0: <laughs> build a room. <laughs> okay, so. That was your first boyfriend. I'm pretty sure you caught feelings and learned all kinds of lessons there. And now you're graduating high school or going into college and then later adulthood because you got married like in your 20s, right? I did. I okay, did. so what were you bringing either into college and then even after into marriage? What were you bringing in those spaces? What worked, what didn't work? What did you have to learn? Give us the things. I ended up leaving
1: going to Alabama staying with my grandmother paternal grandmother and um, going to college and getting my business degree that is where I met my ex-husband yeah we we worked together and he was very much like my father he was quiet Um, I actually thought he was married because he just had this demeanor about him that was very you know mm, I don't know, just very elegant in a sense. Mm. Chivalrous, he was a provider protector. He was 25 when I met him and he already had a house, had a car, had a career, very established for his age. You know, at the time growing up, my father never really indulged um, any personal things to me. Um, My ex-husband was the same way. (laughs) And so everything that I like found out, learned about my ex-husband, it was from studying him. And I realized that when he would scratch his head, he didn't really want to, but he couldn't think of a way to tell them no. And so I would pick up on like, if I asked him something, he starts scratching his head and like, you know what? Don't even worry, Don't about,
0: worry it. about it. <laughs>
1: <Don't> <laughs> you know, so a lot of similarities between my ex and my father. Um, Isn't that funny how that happens? It is. And I also think that I assumed that because they had those similarities, there were other similarities as well.
0: That's the thing Um, I mentioned in episode, I think it was episode four, season one. And I'm like, you're going to find some archetype in your father when you get ready to um, partner and marry and mate as a woman choosing a, a male partner. But you've got to do some really good work to make sure that you are not just assuming mm-hmm. that because I see this, in this me, and this man and it's like my father. It also comes with maybe like the downside to who I know my father to be or the side that just takes a little bit more work, mm-hmm. right? And you have to do work and make sure that in the attracting of the, the father archetype within your, your partner, that it's it's the part of your father that you admire and right. enjoy right and love and not other parts and sometimes we're so blinded by the familiarity
1: mm-hmm. of
0: oh this feels good to me I know this I understand this my dad is like this that we don't do a deep dive in the other areas, so I know exactly what you mean. Um, we this is lighthearted, light hearted, but it still makes the point yeah my father is a Sagittarius mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Some of this is true. Some of this is tainted by my mother's experience with him. After surviving him, that's the best way to put it. She was like, I'm not dealing with anybody born in December. I'm not dealing with anybody who's a Sagittarius. If you came to this planet born in December, I want you to leave me alone, right? Now she wasn't projecting that on me, but that was her reality and I had access to it. So mm-hmm. I thought, oh, well, what does that mean you know, for me? Because I have a bad case of I'm going to see for myself, I'm like that That doesn't have any bearing that just is a coincidence mm. and. I put it in the back of my mind so much that it didn't even dawn on me that the that the man I was talking to and dating and then later married was actually born in December that's how far back I pushed it right my father and the um. The man who has fathered my children, that's the best way to say that, (laughs) is uh, they're like two days apart. Oh, they're two days apart, and I will never forget when I told my mom, you know, oh, you know, he proposed you're gonna get married. She was like, You ain't learned nothing. She was like, All right, you know, I'm with you no matter what you do, but don't say I ain't told you. I said, Okay and when he committed the offense that would end up being the end of us and i didn't know right i walked in when when it did dawn on me that oh my god out there born born in december is two days apart i was like oh well that makes me feel better that makes me feel safe like it's like my daddy Mm -hmm. and if you are over identifying with just what you experience as a daughter and then you attract a man like that you'll see all of the other stuff in those romantic relationships, right? Right.
1: You know, that leads me to think about just how both my dad, I genuinely think the best dad in the world ever, one of my best friends at this point, um, and my ex-husband, a lot of things he is not, but a great father he is. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I will give them that. They respect women to the utmost like I've never heard my my dad has never said anything negative about my mother there's there is that respect there but when it comes to value you know you had that uh episode last season and the value just isn't there
0: Hmm.
1: and you know like even in my my marriage that I had I I really felt like I could have been any woman as long as I you know he he had his his list I checked off the box you know, it's like, oh, I got the I got the career, I got the car, I got the house, oh, I need a wife, I need some kids. And Shanice, you want to do it? Okay, cool. Just let me pick you up and put you in this little, you know, scenario. With age comes maturity, sometimes most of the time with me at least. Um
0: Right, qualify it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I remember having a conversation with my father, and I was like, do you like women?
0: Right
1: and so I asked him I was like dad can you say something positive about women this man looked me dead in my face after about 30 seconds of thinking he was like if it wasn't for women the world wouldn't exist
0: wow I was like
1: dad that's a fact the
0: reproductive me reduction <laughs> I was
1: like, uh, can I get an opinion he was like let me get back to you okay you know so but then realizing that oh wow that's You know, my dad has opened doors. He's put women through school. He's let, you know, they've been stay-at-home moms and ain't had no kids, you know? (laughs) You
0: You call that a kept woman.
1: (laughs) You know, and and things that, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to be like her. And I was her. I was a stay-at-home mom, but there was, the value just
0: wasn't there. You were, essentially, you occupied a role as the woman in your relationship, as your father inserted the women that he had in his life and in his relationship. It's amazing how we just naturally take that on. This right. is how, these are the women who I saw my father with and you you just become that. But I have value, like you don't have to build me.
1: I have a degree mm-hmm. or two. And right. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I am, I'm stable and I'm valuable, right? But- Yeah, you are. I am valuable, but- that doesn't mean that the man in himself sees that,
0: recognizes it, mm-hmm. or acts on it even. Your father really couldn't even give you an answer, right? right? There was there was chivalry and there was respect, even honoring the position that your mother held by way of being your mother, by way of her being the mother of his daughters, mm-hmm. but not much value. Tell us, what made you decide to undergo coaching? What were some of your main goals or desires? And what was your partner's response to it at the time?
1: So after I got my divorce, I knew, I was like, okay, I need therapy. This needs therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I had gotten to a point where, you know, I didn't even like myself. I was angry. Right. Um, Cause not being valued would definitely make you angry. Right. Um, diminish your self-esteem and, um, all of that. So I I went through through therapy, and I went through. Um, she was her. She specialized in trauma therapy, and you. She actually was like, okay, well, you know, it's it's been a year and a half. You don't need me anymore. We, you know, why don't you know we just go on an as needed basis? And I was like, girl, no,
0: <laughs> I need you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't you tell me what I need. <laughs> um, but then. I did realize that she was right it was beyond her capacity to help me how I needed we have we had different views on um relationships and and what we as just human beings aspired from relationships um so then I I did a coaching program and it, it was good it was it was great but the things that most of it was a big group of us the things that most of the women there wanted was not what I was looking for like they were attempting to get like flued out and get the gifts and things like that and I was already getting that also side note you do not have to give up the booty to be flued out just saying (laughs) (laughs) and um but it even to the point where I was like, dang, I'm not getting out of it what everyone else is getting out of it. But then I realized that when I went into it, I wanted to be valued. I wanted to be cherished. I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be appreciated. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like I'm different. There's I do feel like there are a lot of women who are raised by their fathers, um, but majority of Black successful women are not. I think. And so it's hard to kind of weed out the women who are like me. So instead of doing mm. that hard work, I'm just going to find somebody who I can relate to who can help me through this. And I knew that I had a lot of masculine um, characteristics that, oh, just, they are just there, just, <laughs> we've been rocking together for a long time. <laughs> Need some help with um, being feminine, you know, and yeah, so I found you, and I was like, yes, <laughs> and um, at the time, the 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 guy that I was talking to, I was like, um, when he wanted to go exclusive, and I'm Muslim, so exclusive for us is into actually like engagement, and so I was like, you know, before we move forward, I really want to, you know, have a femininity coach, a relationship coach, and he was like, well, what's that? <laughs> You know, and I told him, and um, to be honest, my understanding and definition of it was a little off, you know, because I was like, oh, I want to motivate him. And then I've since learned that, you know, motivation is the, the masculine energy versus being inspiring. Yeah, but, you know, I tried to explain it to him the best that I knew at the time. And he was like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm for it. And signed up and been great ever since.
0: Yay! (laughs) you have definitely evolved. I see you make the attempts to not think about something all the time, like this go-getter. I have seen you go, okay, let me create space for him. Yes. Right. Let me inspire him. I don't have to be the voice of reason for every problem or a situation, right? Sometimes I could be a voice of support. Sometimes I could be a voice of inspiration, other, th- other feminine qualities that you're working on. And I definitely will say, you know, I had a chat with him myself with what he was looking for and he had a small list, but the list was punchy. And, you know, you have become that. Not for the sake of being married necessarily, but I mean, there is a preparation, right? If you want to walk into something, you need to show that you possess certain skills prior to walking into, and you have done that wonderfully. Your partner's response to it was, okay, if that's what you need, let's get that done. Mm -hmm. I know I'm a little smitten (laughs) by him because when we had the Match Mary Mates winter retreat, he, you know, you all worked it out where you, you um, were able to travel together and I had the pleasure of meeting him. He was like, I really just wanna thank you. You know, I've seen a tremendous difference. I don't know what you're doing, but you know, wow. And it really mattered to me that one, he could see your work mm-hmm. and wanted to give you the credit. And I really, really appreciate that his inclination was to, it, what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I be better? You, you know, you can't tell me what she says, but you hear the sessions, you know what she needs. So I want to make sure I'm showing up too. So, you know, shout out to your man. That's that my man, my man, my <laughs> man energy. Share <laughs> with the audience so that women who are thinking about that step or are in line for that step can start thinking and using what you say to to develop their own ideas and opinions
1: I made sure that I I valued myself because you know that was something I I needed to work on I had to make sure that I valued me and whoever I was with valued me as well yes um I don't feel as if like you you can't teach someone how to love you like you can tell them like oh this is what i'm looking for i knew exactly what i wanted and what i was looking for and i also had to to shout shut out the rest of the world and what they say women should need and should want because okay provide protect that's cool i've had that right i i still felt empty for the most part most men bring that to some degree and and the more they love you the more they try to provide it anyway but some men just don't have it in them to, to value you how you need to be valued. Mm. Yeah, like I said, I, I did the work. It was a lot of a lot of crying, a lot of snotty, snotty <laughs> days and nights. So, you know, you give me a hug,
0: you go, you don't feel a little. <laughs> Um, a lot of fits. I would say something to you and you'd be like, I don't want to do that. Or how does, how does my fault? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Shawnee's girl, that, yeah. that one's on you. You the reason that blew up, boo.
1: <laughs> right, and Definitely being humble. I know I show up like this and I really want to change it. I need you to just point it out to me lovingly, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt my feelings. Just make me aware. <laughs> and he's really good at that. Like He is. Um, I remember there was a time where I was working on just jumping in and taking control. And, you know, he looked at me one time and he was like, am I making you feel unsafe or is this just you being you? I was like, wait a minute. Either way, it was him to saying, back up. Right. (laughs) You know, know your lane. Right. Um, But you know, that's how I would have said it. I would have like, hold up. No, but he, you know, so lovingly, you know, it's like, hey, I I see you're doing something you said you don't want to do.
0: And in that way, he's better to you Mm -hmm. than I think you are to yourself or even to other people, because you would not have even said it the way you would have wanted to hurt it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's one of my favorite things about the energy that is you and him. We end every episode with thought or heart-provoking questions for your journal. Journaling is simply prayers on paper, and the most high tends to those too. Dear listener, what does being vulnerable mean to you? When was the last time you got emotionally naked? Are you intentionally being in your feminine? How do you make bids for connection? And how do you create intimacy? It's okay to write about the blessings and the burdens. Pour it out into your journal today. Release yourself, free yourself, and most of all, be yourself. P.S. No woman is better at being you than you. If you're interested in my developing research or want to discuss the trends, patterns, or stories I observe daily in my coaching practice at your next event or show, please reach out to me at hello at Another thank you to Shanice for spending time with me in the studio today and sharing her relationship lessons and stories with the Match Merry Mate audience. Today, I leave you with Shanice's favorite mantra. better. It is an encouragement to show up 1% better than the last time you faced a challenge or trigger. Thank you for joining me today and tuning into another episode of the Match Mary Mate Show. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, rate, or review our podcast. Your feedback would just melt my Southern girl heart. Until our next time together, love, light, and relationship. Remember, We grow as we go, and I'll be with you in the next episode. Cheers. This was a hot seat coaching session with Joyce, a single round between her and a Match Mary Mate guest or client seeking selfhood, womanhood, dating, and relationship support. If you have a question or issue you'd like to explore with Joyce, send her an email, and she may just call you for the show. Send your email to podcast at matchmarymate.com.